This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now, your host, Scott Walker. Right now, that time, 816, you're tuned to WGNS again on this Tuesday morning, today, the 23rd of May. And our guest, Murfreesboro Parks and Rec Director Nate Williams. And, uh, Nate, you got new glasses on. Do you like them? That's awesome, man. <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> expecting you to say that. <laughs> hey, it's, uh, I was trying to think of something catchy to say, and I couldn't think of anything. I glasses on. I feel like I can see really well. And, uh, yeah. You can. How many fingers am I holding up right now? Zero. That's good. Yeah. That's I'm good. Winning. Hey, you know what? What? Yeah. What day is today? The. Tuesday. Tuesday, Still Tuesday. The 23rd, right? Yep. Yep. So I'm wearing shorts today. I wear shorts. One week out of the year. Do you know what that means? I have no clue unless it's just some special day that I'm not familiar yeah. with. A short day. It's a short day. Lot, lots of traffic in town this week. Lots uh, of oh, facilities yes, busy. I, tournaments. This, this all of that. This is Spring Fling week. So we are excited for another year of hosting uh, Spring Fling. We host three of the five sports. Uh, that for the TWS of State Championships and uh, our staff's been working hard to put on another good venue, host of venues for people to come. We'll have thousands of people visiting Murfreesboro, lots of teams, lots of local teams participating, which is always fun. So yeah. So whenever you guys do spring fling, do you have to hire an influx of folks to work, or how do you go about doing that? No, our staff really go above and beyond. So we work the maintenance of the fields and then the gates and stuff like that. We do rely on volunteers, like at tennis, we have volunteers that work. So we don't hire people just for this, but we utilize, we get creative in the way we we staff these things. You know, Kyle will have some of his lifeguards out working. Um, it's really everybody coming together for the common goal. So we host softball, soccer, and tennis. Uh, so three of the five sports. So anything uh, in the new indoor arena going on today, or is it? No, so we'll use the outdoor fields. Um, It's there if they need it, but the plan is to use uh, the outdoor fields as much as possible. Fortunately, uh, uh, it's a good weather week, it looks like, so uh, hopefully not too many delays, but we'll go all the way through Friday of this week at all of our venues. So I think uh, your listeners can expect, if they're in downtown Murfreesboro, to expect just a little bit more traffic. Uh, for people coming through but it's a good thing for Murfreesboro the economic impact this brings millions and millions of dollars uh, into our community yeah I was going to ask while we're on the subject uh, Nate just go ahead and tell us a complete history of spring fleeing starting from the very start from the very I, beginning, <laughs> do you like the words like from the very? I can say from Murfreesboro. <laughs> See, Thomas is you know that guy. Thomas could rattle off and tell you since you know 1980, and I can't. I can just tell you, you know, it's been in Murfreesboro for a while, and we're glad to host it. Now, do we know about how much it brings? I know it's several million every year, but is there? I guess it changes from year to year too. You know, they're running new numbers, so uh, it's it's really a good thing for Murfreesboro. I think you know if we look at a really big tournament at Siegel, right? One big tournament that comes over the weekend, it can be up to three, three and a half million dollars of economic impact. So, and then hotel rooms are pretty much all booked out. Absolutely. So uh, this, you know, you can multiply that out, but we've got five different sports, five different venues and people coming in and staying from all over the state. So one of the things I like about Spring Fling and Murfreesboro is how Murfreesboro really embraces it. I think if you drive uh, down Memorial or any of the other streets, I think you can see a lot of signs that say welcome Spring Fling athletes and uh, parents and families and stuff. So that's always really fun to see. Now, here in Rutherford County, because it's it's not just in Murfreesboro, is it? Or is it only in the borough? Or is it also in Smyrna? 
It's just in uh, Murfreesboro. Some of the baseball games might be hosted by county schools outside of Murfreesboro. So baseball's hosted at all of the high schools around. Uh, so they'll do that throughout. But like I said, uh, the, the track and field is hosted at MTSU, and then we host the tennis, softball, and soccer. Now, a couple years ago during COVID, I don't remember, I don't recall, did we have it during COVID or did they have to cancel it one year there was or two one year years? was canceled and then we've gone through different iterations but this year we are just wide open uh, back to the way it should be and uh, so it, it's another thing too if people want to go out the tickets are relatively inexpensive but you can buy a ticket if you want to go to softball you can bounce around it's a ticket to any venue oh, so cool. you can go see soccer and get a day pass basically so uh, soccer tennis cheer on some athletes and see some really good competition so what else is happening this time of year because uh kyle is here and going to talk a little bit about aquatics and uh i guess what, when does the pool open the outdoor borough beach pool open saturday and i'm nate mentioned him wearing, him wearing shorts you know one week of the year i wear them you know probably a good six months of the year. <laughs> I've, I've been wearing them for a while now <laughs> So the pool already open, the outdoor pool? It opens this upcoming Saturday. Oh, oh on the opens 27th. this coming Saturday. Yep. Okay. And, and then it stays open up Through until when? So it, it, is it cold right now? Because I, I can't, personally, I don't think I would jump in the hey, pool right the this minute. Question. Have you been in the pool yet, Kyle? Yes. So there, it's so not the, too cold yet. Not too cold. Yeah. <laughs> a little chilly. Kids won't care, trust me. <laughs> well, what about the indoor pool? Because the, the one time I went swimming indoors at Sportscom, I thought it was colder than the outdoor pool. Eh, that's possible. It could have been colder than the outdoor pool. I mean, the outdoor pool's heated just off the sun. The indoor pool has a pretty consistent temperature, about 83, 84, to probably 87, 88. Outdoor pool does? Yep. So that's during the, the peak of summer. Yeah, I'd say probably early July, mid-July. Okay, so 88, that's pretty warm. It, it's warm. Um, not something I'd really recommend training for any competitive swimming or anything in, but I know they still do it, and they just, they're careful about doing it. So have you already got all the lifeguards you need for the summer at this point are you still hiring they are still coming um but this is actually going to be the first year i think we'll be completely fully staffed i was talking with hr yesterday and we hit our actual maximum number that we're allowed to have so i am thrilled about that they're still coming through the pipeline we're still getting them on board and everything but you know we're thrilled we had a lot of good work a lot of teamwork put into recruiting these people and getting them on and it'll be a great time that's something we really focus on is our lifeguard and our, our water safety sa- staff that work at sportscom patterson and it's something kyle does a great job of training and getting everybody ready to go we're fortunate in murfreesboro to have a long track record of really really safe pools and he knows that uh, how important that is but i'd like kyle explain how many lifeguards it takes like if you go to borough beach how many lifeguards are on staff when 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 you take your family there any given day when you show up at borough beach there'll probably be 11 lifeguards in a stand at a time with another five or six nearby uh rotating down helping take care of stuff clean up stuff ready in case anything happens so we'll go through 30 35 people a day or like lifeguards a day between all of our pools wow that's pretty great that's more than i would imagine we got a we get a pretty big staff during the summer i say we get close to 70 lifeguards so what happens if like 10 of them are out sick and same day i mean what 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 do you do in those cases thankfully we've got about 60 more (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. We make it work. We find people. Uh, this The lifeguards, they do a great job. They're always willing to come in and help, and we got a, a good crew. We When we're doing our scheduling, we make sure not to like overburden them every week. We keep them at a reasonable amount, so that way if something comes up, they have the flexibility and the desire to come in and help out. And, and right now there's, what, three pools within the city of Murfreesboro that the mm-hmm. city oversees? Yes. Okay. Any plans for any new pools or future 
swimming holes? I'll let Nate take that one. <laughs> yeah, I think there's always something that we're assessing. I think there's always a need for extra pools. Uh, the best way to, to do that, to implement that, is something that we've got to discuss, you know, what type of pool. Uh, I think we maximize what we have to our best ability. Uh, one thing that we're excited about is that we're working to implement the Patterson Outdoor Master Plan. Uh, which includes a splash pad outside of Patterson. Uh, so that'll be something really exciting. So a splash pad, a new playground, and then a parking addition uh, that'll really help out as well. So that's something that's really on the horizon. I think we're looking far into the future. Uh, there are a lot of needs that we need to assess, and I think pools is something that we always have to consider a, a, a need. So I, I know a question that we had, I guess it was last time you were on, and we, we didn't get the question until after you guys had already left, so it was kind of pointless, but... We figured we'd ask it now. Sure. <laughs> uh, at one point, there were talks of actually having ice hockey in the Murfreesboro area. Whatever happened to all that? You know, there's been a couple different discussions about that. There was a private venture years ago uh, that was looking at something. Then there's been uh, discussions of public. There's nothing imminent at this point. I think it's just like a pool, something that we always need to consider. Uh, that way, we might be able to serve our community better. But there's no imminent plans for anything right now. But it's something that we always we keep a list of things that we need to provide. We need more ball fields. We need a lot of extra things and we're fortunate we have a, a council that understands the needs and the benefits of you know our venues um, spring fling is a great example of we have these big events we have this economic impact because of our facilities and i would say our staff too in murfreesboro the culture in general is very welcoming and exciting for these types of events so i know one of the things that was recently approved by the murfreesboro city council was the impact fee and a portion of that will go towards, I guess, parks and rec, depending on what area, uh, the, whatever the development is, is being built and whatever that fee is, is coming in. But a portion will go to parks and rec. Will that have to be used in the exact area of wherever the development is being built or do you know yet? I don't know that yet, Scott, but it's something that we're looking forward to. And as far as being able to fund a lot of these new amenities for the new people coming to town, uh, it's, it's a good way to really utilize those funds. And then, of course, the city of Murfreesboro and Middle Tennessee Electric, not too long ago, they swapped land. And I, I assume that's all a done deal at this point and yeah. everything's been signed. So what, what happens next? Because originally there were talks of having a park on that property on veterans. Yeah, so we are going to have a park on the property on veterans. We have 160 acres. Uh, it's about a mile and a half, maybe a mile past the Kroger on Veterans. So we're in the early phases of design. We're negotiating the final details with the designer on uh, coming up with that. We're, we've really got a, a step up, though, uh, in where we are because we've got, done a lot of planning. We've done a lot of public input. So we're ready to hit the ground running, and I think they have a good idea of our expectation of the timeline and you know the funding that's available to be able to implement a park on that property. Again, and, they, we're, and we're excited about it. It's going to be a, commu a community park. Uh, that I think people will be really excited to come to. That'll have, you know, traditional park elements um, that, that we need so bad. So park stuff will be there. Park stuff in the park. Nate Williams with us today, Parks and Rec Director. Also, Kyle Goss, Aquatic Superintendent. As Rutherford County, Murfreesboro continues to grow, what are some new ideas that people are suggesting to the parks that they would like to see in our area? I think people want to see more parks. I think park space is really valuable. I think one thing about Murfreesboro that is unique is that we have big pieces of property that we just preserve. You know, you look at Barfield Crescent Park, it's 100, 473 acres now, uh, a lot of wilderness area, a lot of open space. 
uh, and we're lucky most municipalities don't have that type of park. So we're always looking at that. I think people have very specific interests. I think pickleball is something that we need to look at growing. We need to build more community courts, and that's something that we have a plan to do. Uh, and, and it's always growing. I think every area of interest is something that people want to see grow. So where would more pickleball courts actually be built? So we're looking at different like community pickleball courts. We've got the Patterson uh, Patterson Park pickleball courts, and we've got to improve those. We need to resurface some of that and add some lighting. But we're looking at some of our other parks that might be underutilized and have surfacing in place uh, right now that might be able to implement some pickleball surfacing and uh, some nets so people can go. So I, I'm trying to figure out where, what other parks do we have that would have a surface that would lend themselves to that? Well, there are a few, uh, and I'd, I'd hesitant to be hesitant to put those out right now publicly uh, just because it's not funded. I don't want to put something out there. I think we've presented it, and our, our administration and council would want to look at that. And I think they're on board with that. I'm not saying we're lobbying for anything, but I think there are some parks. I just don't want to put the wrong, uh, you know, get the cart before the horse. Now, one thing that is before the council, they've already talked about it, and that is the skate park and then the BMX pump track. That, well, I guess both of those are right around the corner, and you're in the planning stage still? Yeah. uh, Our our local designer is about to take that and run with it and start going through the the planning department and the, the plans approvals, but that preliminary plan has already been done. And we're excited to add that to our park system. I'll go back to pickleball for a second. One area that is about to come on board is McFadden. We've just completed some outdoor courts uh, that will incorporate uh, pickleball opportunities as well. You know, I've never played pickleball, but I I know you're wearing your pickleball outfit today. I am. uh, Pickleball outfit. It's a great sport. It's, It's a great sport for anybody of all ages, all abilities. We have indoor opportunities basically Monday through Friday at our various facilities. And I think we can find that on our website website at MurfreesboroParks.com. But in the summertime, we do have outdoor at, at Patterson Park and then uh, McFadden Community Center as well. Now, going back to that piece of property on Veterans Parkway that the city exchanged with Middle Tennessee Electric, is there still a plan to have a city school on that land as well? Or is that something that's kind of up in the air right now? Yeah, right now uh, we're designing this piece of property to consider what other uh, uh, city services could be on that piece of property. We don't have anything that's been specific. We just know we want to set aside for if there's a need for a future school or a future uh, police precinct or future fire hall, whatever that might be, there's going to be a section of that property set aside so we can look really long term with what this property can do. Sounds good. We're going to take a short break and then we'll be right back. Our number, if you want to text us any questions, 615 615- Eight nine three one four five zero, and oh. we'll get your question on the air. Again, six one five eight nine three one four five zero. Do you suffer from peripheral neuropathy in your hands or feet? Burning pain, balance problems, and a decreased quality of life? Magnolia Medical Center can help. This is Dr. David Morris with Magnolia Medical Center, across the street from the hospital and the Ascend Federal Credit Building. Online at magnoliamedicalcenters.com. If you have ever dreamed of relaxing by your very own koi pond, we can make that happen in Animal City. We carry a variety of products and livestock to make your dream come true. Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City. Be sure to check out our downstairs level, complete with indoor pond and tons of furry cute critters. Animal City, your family-owned and operated pet store for 33 years. You can find us at Animal City at 919 Northwest Broad. This is Peter Demas inviting you to enjoy a meal with our family at Demas's Restaurant. With cold and flu season here, 
Nothing helps my family more than having the Demas's baked chicken and rice soup. It was a soup that was created by my grandmother. And we not only sell it by the cup, but we also sell it by the quart, by the half gallon, and by the gallon. So stop by anytime today and bring soup to your family that may be sick or a friend that's in sick. Or just to enjoy it just because it tastes so good. Demas's Restaurant. Does your home need freshening up? Let our family at Fair Construction help you. We do painting, new flooring, anything that you need. If you can dream it, Fair Construction can turn it into reality. Fair Construction offers high-quality craftsmanship, quick response, and attention to detail. For home restoration at a price you can afford, Fair Construction can get the job done no matter how big or small it is. I'm Ron Hall. Shop local. Let our family business help you. Fair Construction Company. The Commissioner Corner with Commissioner Craig Harris. One of the most controversial topics in our country today is whether or not we should legalize marijuana, medically or recreational. Public opinion is shifting and gaining steam in the United States. 73% of people say it should be legal, and 9 out of 10 say it should be medically legal. I have personally been against legalization because of reasons that we will discuss later on. I have been against medical marijuana solely for the reason that once medical marijuana is passed, recreational soon follows. I do not fight the fact that marijuana has some medicinal properties, but it also causes some medical problems. As someone who does not trust the method of giving medical cards out from doctors, it is easy to get one as California is an example. Should I trust doctors to safeguard this, like I did when they overprescribed opioids and caused an epidemic? No. Allowing medical marijuana makes it easier for people to get it, even if they don't have a real medical problem. Like I said, I am against legalization, but there are numerous studies that support legalization and the same who believe it shouldn't be legal. In the midst of the rush to legalize, defenders of pot legislation have made a variety of arguments, and as it turns out, many fall apart under close examination. There are too many to discuss, but let's look at some. Marijuana is harmless. This is perhaps the worst argument in favor of legalization. It is well-established fact that marijuana use causes significant negative health effects, particularly to mental health. Most epidemiologist studies provide strong evidence that cannabis use can increase the risk of psychotic disorders. It has a negative effect on learning, memory, and attention, among other things. The science is very clear. Marijuana is not harmless. Another one is marijuana legalization will increase tax revenue. Any tax revenue generated by legalization will be outweighed by its social costs, which are several times greater than its alleged benefits. In Colorado, where marijuana is legal, studies show that for every dollar tax revenue generated by tax, Colorado citizens paid $4.50 to mitigate social costs, stemming from health care, educational systems, impaired driving, and increased court costs, among other things. You don't believe me? Just look at alcohol. Its annual social costs are extended to be around $250 billion, which is 15 times greater than the amount collected through local, state, and federal taxes. Not exactly a moneymaker, now is it? Marijuana does not cause accidents. This one I struggle with. Another lesson that alcohol teaches us is that although driving under the influence is outlawed, too many people do it. The result is that thousands of people are injured or killed every year by drunk drivers. With legal marijuana, we will be adding thousands more to that list every year. 
Intoxicated driving is the same no matter what the substance is. A high driver is like a drunk driver and is liable to cause accidents. Those in favor of legalization contend that marijuana is not a gateway drug. This one I struggle with as well. Researchers disagree on whether marijuana is a gateway drug. The idea that marijuana use leads a person to use other more dangerous drugs like cocaine or heroin. However, there is limited evidence suggesting that using marijuana increased the risk of using other drugs. Over 85% of people addicted to cocaine and heroin have smoked cigarettes, drink alcohol, and smoked marijuana at a young age. Research has shown that like nicotine or alcohol, marijuana is easier to access and afford than other substances. So if someone is going to do them, they start with cannabis. Marijuana is not addictive. One of the biggest misconceptions about marijuana is that you can't get addicted to it. This stems from the fact that it is much less addictive than heroin, meth, or crack. This does not mean, however, that you cannot develop a habit when smoking pot. Thousands of people every year seek treatment. It is easy to be misled by the lax attitude towards marijuana. A lot of people use it recreational and are able to keep it that way. But before you know it, that partying becomes addiction and you can't relax without your drug of choice. Given the choice between cocaine, alcohol, and marijuana, cannabis is the hardest to let go. Another conception, young people are not harmed by marijuana. You say marijuana is being made legal for adults only, not for teens. Of course, there is no such thing as underage drinking, correct? Alcohol is supposed to be for adults only, but around 10% of drinking in this country is done by people under the age of 21. Based on alcohol example, we can expect the same will happen with legal pot. Marijuana is particularly bad for young people with brains that are still in development. Studies have shown that teens who smoke pot regularly have lower IQs than their peers. They perform worse academically, miss more days of school, and are less likely to participate in extracurricular activities. They simply do not have the same abilities to remember and organize information compared to non-users. I can go on and on, and many will call me crazy, but studies show the opposite. So ask yourself a key question. Is legalizing marijuana going to make this a better country or a worse one? There is reason pot was made illegal in the first place, and quite frankly, the only reason alcohol and cigarettes are legal is because they're so deeply ingrained in our society we can't get rid of them. Do we want to let another genie out of the bottle and make it a lot harder to put it back? Agree with me or disagree, this is your right, and this is what makes this country truly great. We can all have different opinions. This is Craig Harris, and this is the Commissioner Corner. For the Commissioner Corner, that was County Commissioner Craig Harris. The views of Rutherford County Commissioner Craig Harris are just that, his views. They're not necessarily the views of this radio station, website, or our advertisers. Feel free to send your thoughts and ideas to Commissioner Harris by emailing him at ccotinc at comcast.net. That's ccotinc at comcast.net. For adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy, now there's SkyRizzy, Rizinkizumab Rizza, a prescription-only 150 milligram injection. With SkyRizzy, three out of four people achieve 90% clear skin at four months, and SkyRizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Nothing in me go hand in hand, nothing on my skin, that's my new plan. 
Don't use if allergic to Skyrizi. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. With SkyRizzy, you could achieve 90% clearer skin. Ask your doctor about the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis and visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKYRizzy to learn more. We're News Radio WGNS 100.5, 101.9, Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Right now that time, 841. Again, we're talking about Murfreesboro Parks and Rec this morning. And Nate Williams, Parks and Rec Director with us in studio, along with Kyle Goss, Aquatics Superintendent for Murfreesboro Parks and Rec. And uh, another question, you know, I've got four million questions. Four million. To bring up to all today. It's a good show. It's a it, good show. It's got a, got a lot of stuff that we have to go over. <laughs> the uh, Town Creek. I, I know that's been something that has kind of been on the back burner for a while but it seems like i'm hearing more about it but at the same time there's a lot of work that has to be done down at the wetland area yeah i think uh, i don't i don't think it's really been on the back burner i think our development services team has been really diligently working on the planning for that and then you know it's 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 a long process of property acquisition and stuff like that so I've seen kind of the, the backside of that, and I know those guys are working really hard at City Hall to make that happen, and um, I think everybody's excited what that could look like on the back end. I, I didn't even think about the properties they have to buy in order to open up Town Creek, but have they purchased most of them yet? You know, I'm not in the details of that, Scott, so I don't want to get out of my ahead of, ahead of my skis on that. So you're not going door-to-door door yourself? I'm not going door-to-door. Door. Uh, I, I just know that there's a lot of moving parts of that project, and there's a lot of, before anybody would see anything tangibly on the ground, there's a lot of things that would have to happen. And then, of course, at a, a recent workshop meeting for the council, uh, the talk of the uh, repairing the walkways that are through the wetlands, yeah. that came up, and I think that was all approved at the workshop. Yep. And yep. what what happens next? Uh, they're working on the final design of those repairs that's been in place for so long. Uh, unfortunately, it's made it where we need to shut it down, uh, just to you know, out of an abundance of caution uh, for safety. But I've seen kind of what that could look like on you know, when we're done with it, and we'll have a you know very sturdy bridge that'll be safe to open up, hopefully sooner rather than later. And basically, they're putting, I, I guess, adding extra legs to each extra of the legs, more walkways. bracing. Uh, to make it where it really can stand, you know, for another 30 years and be okay. And what types of animals? Like, I mean, I see tons of fish down there, but what what else do you see besides fish and, uh, I guess, beavers are down there? Lots of beavers. You see a lot of snakes down there, the water snakes. Every time I go down there, you can, if you look in the reeds in the water, you see a ton of them just kind of curled up together. Uh, but a lot of herrings, a lot of turtles, uh, really beautiful place to go visit. And then, if I'm not mistaken, cedar buckets used to be made somewhere over there in that area. There was a cedar bucket factory there, I think, years ago, I, what, 1800s into 1900s? Mm. I, it was before I was born. <laughs> <Are> you, really? <laughs> well, yeah, have you not seen the, the base of the building there? Yeah, I've seen that. I'm just, I, I, you said oh. you're, it was before yeah. you were born. No, it, yeah, I was, was just was making sure. Two years before yeah. I was born, I think. <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> no, I, it, it, it is cool though. There is a lot of history down there that I don't think folks driving by would ever have a clue that 
I mean, you wouldn't even know it's down there. Yeah, I like looking on Facebook. There are several uh, people who have kind of old Murfreesboro photos that you can go back and look. And I like going side by side where you can look down Main Street of what it was in 1901 versus 2023. And it's fascinating. It's it, very it's fascinating. It's quite different. Yeah. We've got a few more people here today. A few more, but it's really awesome to see, you know, the old buildings then and then what they look like now and how the downtown has really been repurposed and really a great, vibrant downtown area. Even since, you know, since you and I were kids, we yeah. grew up here, it's a completely different, you know, square downtown area. And it, uh, the private, you know, developers and the private businesses have done a great job making you, that area pop. And you totally broke our mic. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> No, but over the years, of course, we didn't used to have a full-blown Parks and Rec department either. You know, we officially started Parks and Recreation in the 40s, uh, but we've grown exponentially. We've got over 375 employees now, uh, a large annual operating budget, and then, you know, we've got a big capital budget that we use to build new things and maintain things that we have. So we're well supported you know kyle can attest we talk on our leadership team about we never take that for granted the support and the trust that we have so we're fortunate that we get to provide these types of things uh, you know to the the residents of murfreesboro and the people who visit murfreesboro and it seems like we have things that are quite unique for our area that you don't see in other areas or offered by other parks departments yeah well, there's a lot of things that we're fortunate to be able to provide and i i think that's a testament to our you know, our staff that work really hard uh, to constantly seek new things and be creative and really think outside the box you know something that we're going to unveil uh, later this spring and the next few weeks is we're going to put out uh, an opportunity for people to give back their input on any venue they visit in the murfreesboro parks and recreation department so if you go to sportscom or the greenway Patterson Park, McFadden, the Senior Center, anywhere, we're going to have a poster up uh, where we're going to ask people for input. And it's a very simple survey that we ask people to take. There's a QR code that will take them directly to a link uh, because, you know, our comp non-compromising, you know, values that for our facilities, every facility needs to be clean, safe, and fun. So we just want to hear input on that and make sure we're uh, monitoring the best we can. I know each year you do something with uh, canoeing or kayaking in the stones river is that something that's ever going to actually expand to where folks could rent from the city rent a canoe rent a kayak and go down the stones river you know there is opportunities already for that we partner with some private ventures uh, that offer rentals out of walter hill and some certain other areas so i think you can do a pretty easy uh, google search on that and find but we have a ton of uh, programming we have kayak nights we have uh, a kayak club that meets every week throughout the summer and all that information can be found on murfreesboroparks.com you can just search in the keyboard kayaking and it'll pop up so kayak nights you actually go kayaking yeah, we do night floats and stuff like that so we do family floats teen floats uh everything you can think of at what time of year is the best time of year for going down the river we're hitting it may and june uh in july it starts to get a little dry and it's a lot of dragging but there our staff knows some very good areas that we take people out we go guy james to brown's mill and some areas like that that maintain water so you go pretty good ways out then yeah we've gone a long way we'll do walter hill to mona which always has water in it so uh they uh, they go above and beyond to make sure we're giving a good experience to people who participate in our kayak programs and then as far as the greenway system i know a lot of work has been done in the walter hill area in uh, recent months mm -hmm. but i think there's more work to be done what what all is happening that direction yeah so we just opened up our two more two additional miles to the north murfreesboro trail uh, that goes from Central Valley. So you can go from Central Valley to Walter Hill or Central Valley out and it loops back around on itself. And it's a beautiful trail. You can go out there and see eagles. You can see just a different view of the Stones River. 
Uh, so I'd encourage anybody who hasn't, you know, walked that trail to go. But we're currently in the process of updating our Greenway Blueway Bikeway Master Plan. Uh, and that's something where we did it um, in 2013. Now we're looking at it again saying things have changed, developments have changed, roads have changed. Let's see what we need to do from a plan system to say how we're going to extend the greenway in the future. So that's being updated and we're excited to uh, get some input on that in the future. Now I know we briefly mentioned the skate park and the BMX pump track, but I know Dixieland in Nashville, there's a big BMX bike race coming up in the near future. Do you foresee Murphy's Bro ever having a, a course like that where we could actually have events where you have contestants coming in competing you know that's not something that we've really thought about uh, we're wanting to just get this up and going first and the pump track and when people put their mind around what that actually is uh, that's going to be an asphalt trail a little track that goes around so you can do it with a skateboard you can do it with a uh, a, a scooter you can do it with a bike uh, you can do it with a variety of things so it's really just a flow track that you can get around i've seen we what i told them early on is that we want a place where people can take their kids and use their strider bikes you know and kind of feel the flow of a different type of trail and then the actual skate park that is being planned, it's going to be fairly large, right? Yeah, it's a pretty decent size. It's going to be a good, good, good setup. We've done it more of like a streetscape. We had several public meetings. And I tell you, I've done a lot of public meetings, um, but the input that we got from uh, the skating community was really valuable. And they came together and really worked with our designer to come up with something I think that everybody's going to be proud of. So there's going to be like a, uh, like a swimming pool type thing going on or like a bowl is yeah like about? a yeah, bowl there'll be like a small bowl element but some other streetscapes some rails i don't know what these things are called but yeah, yeah. i guess you can I see with my hands your listeners can't really see with my hands what if I'm i doing. say swimming pool it could be above ground pool scott it's, it's gonna be great <laughs> it's really really nice with the plastic liner and all that. that's right so any word on when that's gonna you know get started and when it's gonna finish as far as how long it's gonna take to build the skate park we're at the point now with that design. We got the master plan complete. Now our local designer that we hired, uh, it takes that and begins to go through the, the approval process. So that has to go through planning, that has to go through everybody, and then we'll take, we'll bid it out and take it to uh, council for approval. Okay, so uh, who knows when? Could be, could be fairly soon. I, I don't, you know, when you look at things in city council minutes, it, there's no, I, I guess the average person doesn't, read over all those minutes so they don't know when it first actually appeared in the minutes and you know when it comes up next so there is a lot to it there's a whole lot to it so you know everything that we do has to go through plans approval and then what we'll do like skate park is we'll take that uh, the package the bid package and we'll give it out and let people put their bid in on it come back and negotiate a contract uh, based off of their proposal and then take that to council for approval and our construction cost right now for things like a skate park are they higher now than when you first started looking at the idea of building one compared to two three years ago absolutely everything is higher but i think what we're seeing is it leveling off it's not spiking like it was but leveling off and hopefully starting to cool and be able to really capitalize on that with a lot of the projects we have going across the city and is there anything brand new that is up and coming that the parks are going to be building or taking part in other than other than the new park on veterans parkway yeah we have a couple of exciting projects coming up um, i think old fort park is a facility that people are really used to i i call old fort really our capstone park right it was the first big park in murfreesboro 
And if you go by there, you'll see our old field that's kind of a resemblance of the 1970s. We're about to renovate that field, uh, make that artificial turf, and then enhance the parking around that. So that's something on the horizon. And I think that in combination with the skate park implementation, that's going to give Old Fort Park just a really nice facelift. And how many miles, when you look at all the different parks, all the different greenway trails, how many miles of actual greenway do we have? And do they physically connect every single park location? No, not yet. And there'd be a goal to connect as much as we can, right? So uh, we're about 20 miles in trails. If you count uh, Barfield's backcountry paved trails, we've got a few more. Uh, but we've got really a robust trail system when it comes to the Gateway Island Trail and some other ones. And connectivity is huge. A lot of people want to go from park to park. And a lot of people don't realize they can get on at Thompson Lane and they can bike all the way to uh, Fortress Rosecrans or uh, General Bragg or, you know, any of these places, Old Fort Park. And that's what, you know, I think I, I told Brian when I was on the radio with him last time that my wife, you know, has been around Murfreesboro forever, but has now found a, just a love to go to Thompson Lane with the kids and then ride down to General Bragg or Old Fort and let them play and then ride back. Now, and my daughter feels really proud when she does that. So they'll start, they'll start how, how at Barfield. Yeah, she did eight miles on her little 20-inch uh, bike, and she was tired. Yeah, she was really tired, but she went from, from Barfield all the way to Cason Lane and passed that and came back. That's a pretty big workout for a little kid. <laughs> for those little legs that keep turning. 100 miles an hour. Yeah, yeah. So when you look at Barfield Park, some of the, the off-road type trails, the trails that are not on the asphalt, yeah. um, you guys have done some kind of revamping out there, new new signage for one yeah uh what all is happening out there those tra trails get so much uh, uh i guess patronage a lot of people use those as daily hikes as weekly hikes just to get out that's something i use all the time too it's a beautiful trail if people haven't really explored all those trails i'd get out there on the unpaved trails and hike and see what you can find along the river and across the board but we also have our mountain bike trails out there that are utilized all the time and very challenging and it's a great time of year to mountain bike you know it seems like maybe 10 years ago you could go down the barfield back road trails and and you wouldn't see anybody but mm. now when you go down any of those trails you, you pass at least three or four sometimes 10 people depending on if it's a weekend or yep. a weekday we went a few weeks ago uh, after church and it was just uh, so full and everybody's just so happy i think you get outside it recalibrates you in a way just asking guys what's wrong with y'all why are y'all so happy today yeah, yeah why is everybody happy <laughs> uh what what else is on the horizon any more like off-road type trails in other areas of murfreesboro you know we added 73 acres uh it's the oakwood farm that on the backside of barfield crescent park so that's something we're going to add some type of trail we got that preliminarily master planned and looking at how we can implement that so we'll add some trails to it um but yeah we're always looking at unique ways to get people engaged outside and is there still the thought of one day connecting Smyrna to Murfreesboro, all the different greenways and everything, yeah, maybe even going to Nashville? That's something that we're excited and we always look at. I think um, it's something we're going to consider what it could be, not actually an implementation plan, but just kind of casting what the vision would be like to go from Murfreesboro, the North Murfreesboro Greenway to Smyrna. I think uh, Smyrna has an interest with just getting all the right players involved and then working with the, the Corps of Engineers and uh, that group to see if it's something that's attainable. Cool. Again, with us this morning, Nate Williams, Parks and Rec Director, and then also Kyle Goss, Aquatic Superintendent. And as we close this morning, is there anything we left off or failed to mention? Got the pool opening Saturday. I know we briefly mentioned it earlier. Pool opening Saturday, so Sportscom. We're about that. Yeah, Bro Beach over at Sportscom. That'll open up Saturday at 10 a.m.
I, we didn't even talk about the price here, but how much is it for folks to go kids versus adults? Sure, it's seven dollars a kid and uh, five dollars or seven dollars adult, five dollars a kid. Sorry, about inverted that. Uh, but that is all opening up this coming Saturday. This and, Saturday, uh, ten a.m. Be opening weekend. It'll be a great time out there. Hopefully, talk, the weather will be nice. Uh, coolers, chairs. What's our policies? So no outside food or drink. We have a full service concession stand with you know sodas, ices, slushies, burgers, chicken wraps, all sorts of good stuff out there. Prices are really cheap compared to a lot of places still and i've been eating those hamburgers for years they're really good i get yeah so good we, we, <laughs> we go back way back both of us started when we were teenagers so yep. um we've had those so now, now did both of y'all start out as lifeguards at, at sportscom or, or where was it i think i've been there about 15 years ago i started as a lifeguard and you know they haven't gotten rid of me yet so i keep coming back every year <laughs> Did they even pay you at this point? <laughs> you know, I gotta check. <laughs> yeah, it's a great place. I think people looking for, uh, I think for Kyle and I, both of these started off as kind of a seasonal job when we were teenagers, and we both uh, really enjoyed what we do. Kyle's bought in and has really just climbed the ladders now. As of last year, the superintendent over all aquatics uh, activity, all, all aquatic activities. So, um, yeah, we love it. Now, what are the hours of the outdoor pool at Sportscom? Sure. Monday through Friday will be open 10 to 6.30, Saturday 10 to 4.30, and Sunday 1 to 6. Then we have uh, private rentals will run after that uh, on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, which those are, I think we might have like one or two dates left. Um, if anyone's interested in those, call up Sportscom and see what we got. They can give you the most up-to-date information real quick. Um, but so, we definitely capitalize every opportunity we can out of that pool. we got swim teams starting at 6 a.m. out there. We want to make sure we get as much use out of that thing as we can while it's summer. Scott, you can come swim with the swim team at 6 a.m. if you want Yeah, to. that sounds like a blast. Yeah. Count me in on that count. one. I'll be there. <laughs> hey, when when you rent out the Sportscom outdoor pool, sure. are you renting out the whole pool or, or yeah. just half of it? No, you rent out the entire pool. So you'll have uh, access good, good. to everything out there. Okay. I, I can just rent it out by myself one day. Just hey, swim. Yeah. Hey, today's my day. <laughs> it's me. Show up. <laughs> it's my day. Good enough. <laughs> no wait for the slides. <laughs> <laughs> and to learn more about renting out any of the facilities through Parks and Rec, you have to actually reserve it online these yeah. days? Yeah. You Murphy's. go to our website, and we have the information posted there. It'll take you to a link, and you can check out some of our reservation stuff. Or if you want to do it in person, by all means, swing by one of our facilities. We'll get you taken care of. MurfreesboroParks.com. Both, thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you, Scott. Again, Kyle Goss, Aquatic Superintendent, and Nate Williams, Parks and Rec Director. And uh, stay with us. We do have more news and more information coming your way in just a minute. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender.